Well, hello, and welcome to The Jazz Focus, a podcast dedicated to exploring some of the uh, more distant corners of the jazz recorded legacy. I'm your host, John Clark. Glad you're with us this time. I almost said this week. I don't know when you're listening to us. This isn't a radio show after all. So whenever you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you enjoy this program and enjoy it enough to come back again to experience some of the other Jazz Focus podcasts that we have been doing. So today we're going to be focusing on a particular band. And this is a little different. I haven't done too many of these. This is a... uh, Roughly contemporary band. I get roughly contemporary. I mean more than half of the musicians are still alive um, These were recorded for the jump label which was a label that had originally been active in New York uh, Actually in Los Angeles not New York in um, the 1940s beginning about 1944 it was an invented as a Dixieland label to um, record some of the Dixieland musicians who found themselves out in LA in that area from the mid-40s on. And quite a few uh, musicians playing in that style were there. They ended up there when the big band era um, kind of pooped out and many of them became active in the movie studios. They read well and uh, could double on different instruments, but their jazz kicks were gotten after hours playing this music we know as Dixieland. And that's a term that uh, some people are uncomfortable with at this point, but it's the term that they used, so we kind of have to use it in a way, at least with a uh, uh, some some explanation to it because it really is a very evocative term of the type of music that was being played. It's not really New Orleans jazz in the sense that uh, it was done by New Orleans musicians, although a few of them were. Um, it was done by mainly white musicians who were big band musicians and, as I said, who ended up out on the white West Coast almost of the White Coast, out on the West Coast and from the mid-40s on. And there was a pretty bustling uh, scene for this type of music out there for oh, about 25 or 30 years, even at Disney World. Dixie at Dis- uh, Disney at Dixie was a, uh, a big feature in that establishment for a while. So that label lasted for three or four years and uh, was not terribly well known. We're probably going to do a podcast on those original jump recordings at some point because there's some very interesting musicians who showed up from time to time there. But what we're listening to today is the reconstituted jump label, which came about in the early 1990s and was founded um, by uh, Joe Boughton, that's his name. He revived the Jump label um, in the early 90s, and one of the bands that he recorded was led by the British pianist Keith Ingham. And we are going to be hearing from uh, the Keith Ingham New York Nine, so-called. It's a sort of a floating cast of musicians. as a core personnel and a few extras who come and go from time to time. Uh, and these uh, sides were recorded in 1994. In fact, two whole CDs came from uh, four dates that were uh, done in May of 1994, recording in Campo, New York, New York City, um, the Campo Studio, I should say, and uh, one uh, session that came from a few years later that we'll talk about uh, towards the end of the program. So the core personnel in this group is Keith Ingham, of course, on piano. He is also responsible for the arrangements, and that's what really kind of initially attracted me to these recordings. There are some really nifty little arrangements for small group jazz. Some of them he took right off the recordings, because many of these are based on uh, classic recordings, uh, swing recordings, mostly from the 30s and 40s, uh, swing slides. Dixieland, uh, but he did some original ones as well, and he had a very uh, interesting nose for tunes. Some very unusual uh, and rarely played tunes uh, came up on these three CDs that were issued on the Jump label. So Keith Ingham is the piano player and the leader and the 
chief cook and bottle washer, I suppose. On cornet, we have Randy Reinhardt. I'm going to talk about these musicians as we go along. I'll just give you their names now. Dan Barrett is on trombone. Phil Bodner plays clarinet and alto sax. Scott Robinson is on tenor, soprano, and baritone saxes, and he'll play some other things later on. Uh, James Churla on guitar, Murray Wall on bass, and Arnie Kinsella on drums. And uh, as I said, there are some uh, omissions and additions and switcheroos here as we go, and I will keep you updated as to the personnel. But the first tune we're going to hear is done with that personnel. And it's a tune called Madam Dynamite. Very interesting uh, selection of a tune. This was composed by Alex Hill, uh, African-American pianist and composer and arranger who did quite a few recording dates in the late 1920s up until the middle 1930s. He died fairly young of the scourge of musicians of that era, which was alcoholism. I think he had some other uh, related problems as well. Uh, but he left a number of very interesting tunes, this being a, a lesser known one. Uh, he also did tunes like uh, Baby Bird Brown and I Would Do Anything For You, which he uh, co-composed with uh, Claude Hopkins, and some other ones that you've probably heard of besides. But uh, Madame Dynamite was recorded by an Eddie Condon group uh, before he was recording uh, for Commodore Records and doing the, the standard Dixieland repertoire. This was something that um, he did a little bit earlier and was an interesting uh, recording done with Bud Freeman, Pee Wee Russell, Max Kaminsky, Floyd O'Brien, people like that. So this is an updated version of that tune. From there, we're going to go on to a tune called Learn to Croon. Learn to Croon by Sam Coslow and Arthur Johnson. And um, that will feature, uh, that will be a feature for uh, Randy Reinhardt on cornet with Ingham on piano and Kinsella on drums. Just a trio for that. Then we'll go on to Too Busy, uh, which was a, a, a hot tune of the 1920s. We think of the recording by the Coon Sanders Orchestra, but several bands did that, including Lily Delk Christian, backed by Jimmy Noon and... Um, uh, Louis Armstrong. And uh, that particular tune will be uh, played by Dan Barrett on trumpet. He switches from trombone to trumpet. Scott Robinson on soprano sax. Keith Ingham on piano. James Trullo on guitar. Arnie Kinsella on, ba on drums, rather. And special guest Vince Giordano on bass sax. And then we're going to finish up that short set with a tune called Too Good to Be True. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that uh, after we finish. That will be a feature for clarinetist Phil Bodner doing a trio with uh, Keith Ingham and Arnie Kinsella. So those are our four tunes. Madam Dynamite, Learn to Croon, Too Busy, and Too Good to Be True.
Some very lovely playing. So that's Keith Ingham's New York Nine. And there were relatively few tracks on these three CDs where there are, in fact, nine people playing. Um, the uh, recording served as features for just about everybody in the band. It went from a, a solo, there was at least one guitar solo on these CDs, all the way up to the nine-piece band. And we heard two features uh, in that set. We finished up with Too Good to Be True, which was... Um, a tune that had been recorded by the Benny Goodman Trio with Helen Ward. This was done, of course, with a similar uh, instrumentation trio. Uh, Phil Bodner on clarinet, Keith Ingham on piano, and Arnie Kinsella on drums. Before that, we heard Too Busy, which was by a slightly reduced personnel, just um, Dan Barrett switching over to cornet for that number with Scott Robinson on soprano sax in a rhythm section of Ingham, uh, Chirillo on guitar, Vince Giordano on bass sax, and Kinsella on drums. Before that, we heard a feature for the cornet player, Randy Reinhardt, a wonderful player uh, who had spent time down in San Antonio with Jim Cullum's band playing both trumpet and trombone. Uh, he plays trombone on some of these recordings. I don't know if we're going to hear any today or not, but uh, he did a beautiful cornet feature there. He started out um, really uh, doing a vocalized version of the tune uh, Learn to Croon, which had been sung by Bing Crosby in one of his films. And uh, later on, when he came into the improvisational section, he sounded, to me anyway, for all the world, like Billy Butterfield on trumpet. Not many people sound like Billy Butterfield on trumpet, but Randy made it work. And we started it out with that unusual tune by Alex Hill, Madam Dynamite, which featured solos by Dan Barrett on trombone, Randy Reinhardt on cornet, a little bit of Phil Bodner on clarinet, Scott Robinson, this time on tenor sax, along with the rhythm section. So, as I said, these were all done in May of 1994. Four dates, the 9th, the 10th, and the 11th, and the 17th is what the notes say. These were all done for Jump Records in New York. And we're going to hear four more tunes from that date. There are, um, how many are there? There are 18 on one CD and 18 on another. So I guess 36 tunes that were recorded on those four days. Uh, and uh, out on volumes one and two of the Keith Ingham New York Nine. So in our next... Uh, series, our next set, we're going to hear Mandy Make Up Your Mind, which of course was recorded by the Fletcher Henderson Band with Louis Armstrong, also by the uh, Clarence Williams uh, Blue Five with uh, Louis Armstrong and Cindy Bechet playing Sarusophone. Uh, here we're going to hear the uh, pretty much full band, I guess, except Vince Giordano is going to play bass. Uh, we have Randy Reinhardt again, Dan Barrett, Phil Bodner, Scott Robinson, uh, Keith Ingham, James Chirillo, Vince Giordano, and Arnie Kinsella. Then we're going to move on from there to a beautiful performance of These Foolish Things. I wasn't going to play um, two uh, features for the same musician, but Phil Bodner sounds beautiful on this one as he did on uh, Too Good to Be True. So this will feature Bodner on clarinet again with Keith Ingham and Arnie Kinsella. Then we're going to hear By the Fireside, a little bit of an unusual tune by Ray Noble. And this is a feature for Dan Barrett on trombone with James Chirillo on guitar, Murray Wall on bass, and Arnie Kinsella on drums. The leader isn't even featured on that one, uh, Keith Ingham. He doesn't even participate. So just trombone with guitar, bass, and drums. A very interesting sound there. Then we'll finish up that uh, set with It's Like Reaching for the Moon. And this is done by... Um, the full band, except uh, without Dan Barrett. So Randy Reinhardt, Phil Bodner, and Scott Robinson, along with the rhythm section. All of these done again in 1994. So that's going to be our next set for the Keith Ingham New York Nine. 
Mandy, make up your mind. These foolish things by the fireside, and it's like reaching for the moon.
So there we have some other fine and not terribly well-known tunes arranged by Keith Ingham for Keith Ingham's New York Nine. We started out with Mandy Make Up Your Mind, a nice swinging arrangement. And these uh, uh, jump recordings from the 90s certainly call to mind the jump recordings of the 40s, which, as I mentioned, were done by swing musicians. Often they had some little arrangements done, sometimes by people like Matty Matlock or Brad Gowans, who recorded with them. Uh, Rosie McCarg did a few, so uh, there were some, some, some hands in the arranging business out there that were doing things for jump records, and Keith Ingham has uh, kind of captured the spirit of a lot of those. This is not just a freewheeling jam session, as the notes say, uh, but a fairly organized uh, attack on the music, if you will. So Mandy Make Up Your Mind featured the full band, Randy Reinhardt on cornet, Dan Barrett on trombone, Phil Bodner on clarinet, Scott Robinson played baritone sax on that one, uh, Ingham on piano, James Trill on guitar, Murray Wall on bass, and Arnie Kinsella on drums. Then we went to a lovely ballad performance of These Foolish Things featuring Phil Bodner on clarinet. He was the oldest musician on the date. He uh, had a career that went back to about 1950 or so. He played in Eddie Condon's club. He uh, played with a number of... Uh, Dixieland and swing groups over the years, but he also did quite a bit of uh, studio work. He played uh, double reeds, I think, and flute and all the saxophones, of course, so he did some pit work uh, in New York. I don't know if he was regularly on Broadway or not, but I believe he subbed there, and he did other uh, studio work as well, but always came back to his jazz roots. Then we heard By the Fireside, a not terribly well-known Ray Noble composition featuring Dan Barrett on trombone. Uh, Barrett is from the West Coast. He had played in the traditional jazz scene out there before coming to New York. He played with the Alden uh, Barrett Quintet with Howard Alden. They had some wonderful recordings on Concord. Uh, played with Vince Giordano and a number of other groups in New York playing swing and traditional uh, jazz as well. And he is featured largely on that with some very nice guitar backup and a nice guitar solo by James Chirillo. Then we finished up with It's Like Reaching for the Moon, a tune that I have to admit I didn't know at all before this recording. I guess it was um, uh, recorded or actually uh, written in 1936 by Al Sherman. Uh, I wasn't familiar with it, but it certainly is a lovely dance tune, and it features, first of all, the leader, Keith Ingham, starting out on piano, then an alto solo by Phil Bodner, which blends almost seamlessly into a soprano solo by Scott Robinson. Um, they sound like the same instrument for a while until the soprano just keeps climbing up and up. And then it finishes off with a nice uh, dramatic finish by uh, cornetist Randy Reinhardt. So we're going to go to the other session that was done by the Keith Ingham New York Nine, the follow-up session, I guess, although it took them seven years to do the follow-up. This is from February 6th and 7th of 2001 and features a similar but not exactly the same group. We have Randy Reinhardt and Dan Barrett again and also Scott Robinson, but joining them in the front line is Ken Poplowski playing clarinet. And with them, we have, of course... Um, uh, Keith Ingham on piano, James Churl on guitar. We have Greg Cohen on bass, although um, I believe uh, Vince Giordano subs for him on one date. We have Arnie Kinsella on drums as well. So we're going to hear four or five tunes, five tunes from this session. This is a, uh, uh, a session that featured fairly short arrangements, but the usual excellent playing. We're going to start out with Waiting at the Gate for Katie. 
Waiting for Katie, actually. This is a tune that goes back to um, the late 1920s and uh, is known for having the first uh, solo by Ben and Goodman on record. It was done by the Ben Pollock Orchestra. Then we're going to go on to Love is the Thing, a Ned um, uh, Washington tune that uh, was... Um, also done by Victor Young, Victor Young and Ned Washington, I should say. And uh, it was a nice sort of ballad performance, but here is a, a, a little more uh, grit to it, added by uh, Scott Robinson's baritone sax, and that's his feature on this date. Then we're going to hear the rhythm section feature, especially uh, notable for some fine piano playing by the leader, Keith Ingham. This is a tune called On a Little Street in Singapore, kind of an oddball tune uh, that was done by Billy Hill, uh, a composer of pop songs that usually had to do with the Wild West, things like Wagon Wheels and Cabin in the Pines and things like that. But here he goes really far west uh, to talk about a little street in Singapore. After that, we're going to do a Dan Barrett feature, another one. This is called My Last Affair, and uh, features him with just the rhythm section. Then we're going to finish up with a, a rouser. This is a good old standard in the Dixieland repertoire that goes back to the New Orleans Rhythm Kings, I believe, and it's called Eccentric, sometimes called that eccentric rag, although not... Uh, terribly correctly. Its title is Just Eccentric, and it was composed by the ragtime pianist and sometimes pianist for the uh, original Dixieland jazz band, J. Russell Robinson. We'll hear some especially nice uh, Ken Poplowski on this. So those are our tunes. Waiting for Katie, Love is the Thing, A Little Street in Singapore, My Last Affair, and Eccentric. <laughs> Thank you. 
So there we have some really fine small group swing slash Dixieland traditional jazz sessions from 1994 and 2001 by the Keith Ingham New York Nine. So we finished up with the uh, later session from 2001, February 6th and 7th of 2001, featuring actually eight musicians, as the notes say, although they count Scott Robinson as more than one because he plays so many instruments. We heard Randy Reinhardt on cornet, Dan Barrett on trombone, Ken Poplowski on clarinet, Scott Robinson on various saxophones, tenor, C melody, baritone, and something called the alto normophon, which uh, we didn't hear on this particular any of the recordings we listened to. We heard, uh, as I said, Keith Ingham on piano and doing all the arrangements. James Churlo on guitar, Greg Cohen on bass, and Arnie Kinsella on drums. So we started out with Waiting for Katie, a tune by Gus Kahn and Ted Shapiro. Ted Shapiro was a piano player who was Sophie Tucker's accompanist, and we heard uh, most of the soloists in on that one. We heard some very fine Ken Poplowski on clarinet to start out with, Scott Robinson, I think on, uh, what was he, on tenor or baritone on that one, uh, Dan Barrett on trombone, and Randy Reinhardt on cornet along with the rhythm section. Then we went to a uh, an interesting tune called Love is the Thing, and that was a nice uh, ballad performance, uh, but with, as I said, a little grit featuring uh, Scott Robinson on baritone sax, and um, that also uh, had some really nice guitar by James Chirillo on there as well. Then we went to the rhythm section uh, feature on a little street in Singapore, which, as I said, was by Billy Hill, and uh, that was a tune that had been recorded several times in the big band era. Uh, I couldn't remember where I'd heard it. I had to go look it up. Harry James had a good recording of that. In fact, he had a couple. Uh, John Kirby had a, a recording of that as well. And there were some other big bands that recorded that uh, during the middle 1940s, middle or early 1940s. And then we heard uh, uh, My Last Affair, a feature for Dan Barrett on trombone. And uh, that was a nice sort of sophisticated ballad uh, that was recorded by Billy Holiday and other people. I remember the Jimmy Rushing recording. I think it was the last recording date of his life um, uh, from the early 70s, I think it was. It featured, uh, among others, Zoot Sims and Ray Nance and people like that. Then we finished up with a Dixieland, not quite a standard because hardly anybody plays it anymore, but it's called Eccentric, and that featured excellent clarinet by Ken Poplowski, and finally a little bit of uh, solo feature for the drummer, Arnie Kinsella. So all of these recordings were made by Keith Ingham and his New York Nine uh, for Jump Records, a reconstituted... Um, recording company uh, that took the name of the mid-40s recording company from the West Coast that uh, pretty much specialized exclusively in Dixieland music and sort of took a jumping off point from the sides that were recorded uh, for that initial jump label. So my name is John Clark and you're listening to the Jazz Focus. Hope you're enjoying these programs. We have lots more coming up and uh, if you'd like to get in touch with me, please uh, Check me out on social media. My band name is Wolverine Jazz Band. And so WolverineJazzBand.com or the Wolverine Jazz Band on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor us, you've got a little sponsorship button right above uh, wherever you're listening, most likely. We're heard on Anchor.fm, which is our home, but also on Spotify, Apple Music, and many other fine platforms. So hope you've been enjoying these, and uh, we'll tune in again to hear whatever I come up with next. So until then, I'll see you on the 